start this off by saying I have BDD. I have had it for a long time, but having um, had a really like a diagnosis in the last year or so has definitely helped. I want to go into what it is, what the symptoms are, the the facts of it and things like that in this episode and I wanted to include a little nod to Mind who are the charity that we are doing the stream for on the 13th they basically talk about mental health how they help with everything regarding mental health they tackle problems head-on they take it to government all of the things that you would really want fighting in your corner and they have a, a community called side by side which is what I'm a part of and it's really helped me with my BDD and my mental health and I wanted to give back a little bit at Christmas so body dysmorphic disorder BDD or what you know people call body dysmorphia now is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about flaws in their appearance these flaws are often unnoticeable to others or they're not as big a deal as how I would think for example um one of my eyes is a slightly different shape and that really bothers me when I put makeup on but could you tell no (laughs) people of any age can have bdd but it's most common in teenagers and young adults and it does affect men and women i know there's a lot of stigma out there which something regarding looks and that is female pretty much dominated but it is equally between male and female and Something I really want to reiterate is having BDD doesn't mean you're vain or you're self-obsessed. It can be super upsetting and have a really big impact on your life, even in ways that you wouldn't even imagine. Like, I don't like looking in full-length mirror, like, mirrors, mirrors, or, um, I really, like, I avoid wearing certain things or even if I'm streaming I always have the camera close to me in a way that I can control it so I'm not looking at myself or how I look or whatever on stream. So, Symptoms of BDD are things like worrying a lot about a specific area of your body. Your face is the most common one. I think that's because we look at it a lot, you know, in pictures, in the mirror, that kind of thing. Spending a lot of time comparing your looks with other people's. Looking at yourself in mirrors a lot or avoiding mirrors altogether, which we all know that's very me. Um, go to a lot of effort to conceal the flaws for example by spending a lot of time combing your hair putting makeup on or choosing clothes I will change clothes to fit a stream all the time if I'm uncomfortable I will change if I will I've even cancelled the stream because I've not been comfortable in my body and what I'm wearing because I didn't want it to be negative for you guys but I often have a hard time with outfits because I have a set feeling of how I want to look and I don't and I really 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 get down on it and this is how I kind of worked out that there was it was just a difference of not having the right clothes and actually really being mentally affected by it. And the last one is like picking at your skin to kind of make it smooth, um, which is, you know, I, I've done it and it's not pleasant. And I really wish this that's the worst symptom I find because it's very physical. Uh, BDD can really affect your daily life, including your work, social life and relationships. I know my friends always moan at me for being a little late because of my clothes or worrying about nothing. Well, they, what they would consider nothing. But in my mind, it's a massive molehill. With BDD, there are a lot of feelings of shame, guilt, there's loneliness in the fact that, you know, you might be the only one feeling this way. Um, Definitely guilt of keeping people waiting. Cancelling streams, that's another one of mine. I absolutely hate it when I cancel streams due to, like, due to BDD because, like, I want to be able to stream and connect with you guys and be real, but sometimes I just 
don't want to be near a camera. Um, I do isolate myself, which is another big one, which is isolating yourself to avoid the situations that give you the anxiety and the discomfort. And yeah, I've definitely done that. And I think it's one of the worst things because people won't know how to help you unless you go out and kind of say something. And that's something I'm really focusing on this year, which is what mind has helped me with, which is just engaging with people, kind of telling them what it is and not letting it rule my life as much. It does cause a lot of um, depressive thoughts and anxiety around the situation and then also afterwards after maybe like the situation's passed and you feel a little bit better you do start to realize that oh actually you know I feel kind of guilty for doing that and maybe I shouldn't I could have looked at this another way and you do end up beating yourself up loads because like I said earlier so it says you know when you worry about flaws in your appearance and they're not really that noticeable to others other people might not even be aware that you thought this deeply about something and it there has been cases where this isn't one for me but there has been cases where you do go into misusing alcohol or drugs or and something else you know like um just to kind of pacify yourself and kind of be like well this is what I need to function because of how my low moods and how I'm feeling um the other point I really want to make is there is a massive difference between just not liking your clothes and BDD. <laughs> I want to state now that BDD is it's so serious. I didn't realise how serious it was until I spoke to my therapist about it in the sense of it does control your life and it's not a little thing to yourself. Um, there, there's a difference between having, you know, like a few outfit changes in a day just because you don't feel right and BDD. And I think that I want to get some awareness out there so that we can all kind of help each other with it. Um, a really big like thing with BDD is the feeling that you need unnecessary medical procedures such as cosmetic surgery. A lot of people that I know who have it constantly want to change something about themselves and do change something about themselves to the point where they will never ever be happy with what they have. And it can be very dangerous. It can lead to things like eating disorders, self-harm, like really negative thinking because you because there's always that thing of you you never feel good enough in your skin, you never feel happy enough in your skin. And you know, it's not it's not a nice at all. It's one of the worst things ever because there's no cure, there's no I will feel better. There's there's always like I will feel better and then another I hate the term relapse, but that's kind of what I mean. And I feel that it's super you have to be super aware of it and and I'm trying to get to a point where we I can be honest with you guys on stream about it and on this episode of the podcast but it is honestly in some parts life destroying it um it, it is a psychiatric disorder that is related to OCD obsessive compulsive disorder because it is obsessive and it is pretty dangerous but the the thing that's probably gutting is there's no cure for it However, there is things like treatment like um, therapy, which is what I did, which is, um, you know, like things like CBT, which I'll go into later. Um, BDD can vary in severity from person to person and day to day. For some of us, you know, concerns about our appearance may make it difficult to go out in public or see people, which of course can then include, our, you know, an impact on our work life and our relationships with other people. Many people, like myself, with BDD, did. Oh well, I didn't seek help because they. Well, I was kind of worried that people would judge me or think I was vain or you know making a mountain out of nothing. So this does mean that many people with BDD are likely to experience it for a long time before seeking support, which is very true. 
Many people find self-help materials such as books or computer programs useful in managing their BDD. Self-help materials are often based on CBT therapy. So CBT is cognitive behavioural therapy, where you pretty much talk it out, you break your problems down, you attack it that way, you challenge those thoughts. And they have been shown to be, well, particularly effective in treating BDD because, as I say, you're, you're living it in the moment, you're breaking it down, you're doing, you know those small steps to accept it but challenge those worries those thoughts those feelings and eventually well I say eventually most of the time those compulsive behaviors will kind of either diminish or you can work you know you can acknowledge them and work on them so I know that I have included this because I think it's really important but there you can have self-help materials as alongside professional help and you can use them to develop your own coping strategies which is what I do so you have the BDD Foundation OCD UK and OCD Action have amazing self-help resources for BDD on their website several um, CBT programs uh, are available for free via computer or prescription with your GP. Um, the NHS website has a lot of information about it. I, if you feel in this way, if you if you are feeling this way, or, or you think you might need a little extra help, especially over the festive season, please check out the NHS website. It's one of the better ones. And um, several CBT programs um, definitely they they make they kind of make you work for it, and they are exhausting. So I will say my tip is just to take it at your own pace. Taking time to look after yourself and at your own pace, (laughs) such as eating well and doing something you can enjoy can really help support your recovery and improve like your quality of life. Something that I found is like doing something I enjoy. I'm I'm, I'm not caring what I'm what other people are thinking or what I'm thinking. I'm not caring what I look like. I focus on what I'm actually loving and doing so that's something that I really like encourage others to do just find find something for yourself and that's the current theme through all of our episodes is just treat yourself well um I say you might find it beneficial to speak with others who have BDD and understand what you're going through and support groups peer support groups offer an opportunity to meet other people who also have BDD hearing about how other people have coped with similar feelings and experiences can be helpful and it does make you feel less isolated because other people are going through what you're going through and you, I've put. I uh, will put them in the link on my Twitter when I share this, but also in the box below. You can find details of support groups for BDD on the following websites. So, that includes the Body Dysmorphic Disorder Foundation, OCD UK, OCD Action, and you can also use Minds Info Line or see a local mind to see if there's information in your area and support in your area. You can. Um, the big thing for me is you can also access support online. So communities like the Side by Side group from Mind, um, it's a good way of getting support at times when you don't feel like seeing people face to face or if there isn't any groups nearby. And um, I think that that's something that two things I want you to take from this episode, if possible. One, if you have BDD, you're certainly not alone. There are people out there and I hope the links that I'm going to share will help you. And you can always come talk to myself, of course. And two, I hope you've learned something about BDD and maybe kind of, I don't know, want to explore it yourself. And if you are find out you are affected by it, there is definitely support out there. So this has been me talking about BDD. And until next time, I will see you all soon. Um, thank you so much for your support on the latest episodes. I know it's been a little while since, but life has kept me busy. 
So stay safe, stay cool, and I will see you all very soon.